Pittsburgh Steeler fans. This is the Steel Curtain Network editor Dave Schofield coming at you with the last minute thoughts leading up to the Steelers week two matchup on Monday night against the Cleveland Browns. Now, you're probably thinking, wait a second, it's Sunday. Why are we talking about last minute thoughts when there's still another day to go? I know, I, I, I get it, but here's the deal. This show normally runs on Sunday morning. The Steelers are normally playing on Sunday. Rather than wait, we decided to go ahead and run it because if there's any change in, in anything, you'll be able to catch that. There'll still be a let's ride on Monday morning. There'll still be a bad language Monday uh, around noontime because of all these things leading up to Monday. The only major thing, other than maybe the weather or, or crazy other news happening, the only other scheduled potential change won't come until 4 p.m. on Monday afternoon. You're talking four hours before kickoff. If I waited until 4 p.m. to try to give you my last-minute thoughts, it's going to be one of those, eh, we'll even see if we have time to listen to it. So we just decided, going to go ahead and lay out the normal things that are happening. If something huge happens around that same time on Monday, I'll come back at you with some breaking news. But we'll talk about what could potentially happen because that's where the Steelers have their last opportunity to adjust their roster. Normally, for a Sunday game, it's 4 p.m. on Saturday. That's why Sunday morning is such a great time for it. But it's just different this week. But we're going to go ahead, roll this to you, let you know what you can expect and what kind of things could still be coming for this matchup on Monday night. First of all, I already, I already laid it out. They're, the Steelers are hosting the Cleveland Browns on Monday night football, 8-15, Acrisure Stadium. There's been a lot of stuff. I've talked about it on StatGeek and everything else about various streaks, the Steelers on Monday night football, how they have a huge streak going there, regular season games against the Browns in Pittsburgh, big streak there. There's plenty of other things. Steelers have never won a week to Monday night football game. They're 0-4 all time in those. Uh, every every game last season, every team last season that had a, had a game the week following playing the San Francisco 49ers, every single one of them lost if they played a game the following week. So there are some things going either way. Good, some good, some bad. We'll see what happens. But this one, you got to make sure you're tuned into the right channel because it's on Monday Night Football. Monday Night Football is normally on ESPN. But there are actually two Monday Night Football games this week. That This has kind of been something they've been doing a week too, but it's not a true doubleheader. Don't want you to be confused. When it's 7-15, there's another game that kicks off. I'm fairly certain it's New Orleans and Carolina. I'm pretty sure that's who it is. Honestly, I don't really care. You know what? I'm, that's right. It is New Orleans at Carolina specifically. Don't really care because that game's going to be going on for a little bit but it's really the Steelers game. It kicks off at 8.15, but it is going to be on ABC, not ESPN, ABC. So make sure you're tuning into the right place. Now you're like, oh, man, they're not the ESPN game. Who's, who are you going to have to listen to as the announcers? It's actually the, the, the typical Monday Night Football announcers are going to be on the, on the Steelers game, on the ABC feed. That's Joe Buck, Troy Aikman. So that's who, who you will get there. All right, so going into this game now that the Steelers are 0-1, the Browns are 1-0, the Steelers got it handed to them by the 49ers, the Browns handed it to the Bengals, the Steelers are now underdogs in this game. They are now currently, this is as of Saturday evening, 
that the Steelers are two and a half point underdogs and the over under for the game is 38.5. So they're looking at a low scoring affair in Pittsburgh, which honestly, that would not surprise me either. Now, something that could change, and but I don't know if it's the biggest deal in the world, is the weather forecast. But last week, I gave you the weather forecast late on Saturday that said there could be torrential downpours during the game. And what happened by the time the game rolled around? Nope, done, not having it. Wasn't even raining for the game. So as you can see, even if we even if we bring you the, the last-minute thoughts up to the last minute, it could really change when it comes to the weather. But right now, there's a potential of a slight chance of rain earlier in the day in Pittsburgh on Monday, but not really for the evening. It's supposed to – I think it's even supposed to clear up from being partly cloudy to clear. Uh, the high for the day is only 73 right now. So you're probably looking at 70 degrees or under by kickoff um, and cooling down throughout the game. But it doesn't seem like weather will be a factor in this one at all. So after talking about those things, I'm going to take a quick break here, come back, let you know what's going on with the latest injury report and some other further analysis. So stick around. We'll be right back after these messages. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. All right, Steelers fans, let's talk about the injury report and what we can expect to hear and everything going forward. So the Steelers on Saturday, they had their final practice. They had their final injury report. The The Browns had their final practice with their final injury report. Two interesting things from this report, one for each team and both of them wide receivers. One is interesting, but doesn't seem to be a big deal. The other one potentially could be a big deal. And that is... George Pickens landed on Saturday's injury report as a limited participant with a hamstring, but he did not end up with a game status. Now, could something happen with that hamstring on Sunday? They could add him to the injury report. That's possible, but chances are if there was any that any inkling that there was going to be um, uh, an issue with him going forward, they probably would have gone ahead and listed him, but he's not listed at all. He was limited. There are two players out for the Steelers. I'm just going to go ahead and talk about the Steelers, then we'll get to the Browns. The two players out for the Steelers are Deontay Johnson, as expected. Okay, Cam Hayward's not on this list because he's already put on IR. He has to miss a minimum of four games, and it'll be a little bit longer based on the timeline of his surgery for, for his groin slash sports hernia. But the other player who did not practice on Saturday, didn't practice all weekend, is out, is running back Anthony McFarland. Now, this is really interesting on how the Steelers are going to handle McFarland. He's the third running back. He played, I think, five offensive snaps the first week. Do they really have to have a third running back out there as an option that needs to come into the game? There's the uh, the the um, the possibility that they could bring someone up from the practice squad. I know that there's already been a report that um, I'm his, I know it's Quadri. I'm trying to remember. Quadri Olison, I think is his last name, if I say it right. Um, it's a running back on the on the practice squad is saying that he's expected to, if they need to bring somebody up um, from the practice squad, that it's going to be him. 
but he's not sure if they will because, you know, Connor Hayward's been getting a few carries here and there. It could be that the Steelers say, hey, we're going to roll with two, and Connor Hayward will uh, he'll come in, in in case of an emergency. We don't have to bring anyone up from the practice squad, and we'll just roll with that. That's when it comes to running back. The other question is, what about when it comes to kick return? Well, the number two kick returner listed on the depth chart is Gunnar O, Gunnar Olszewski, who I do believe is going to be active this week. He was not last week, but with Deontay Johnson out, he should be there. Whether or not he returns kicks or if it's Calvin Austin, which I don't think he's done that. I don't think he did that in college. I'm not sure. If he did, it wasn't much. Um, or what, or who or what the Steelers could do in that case, not exactly sure. So that'll be something interesting to watch, which is a shame because McFarland, one of the few positives with the Steelers from last week was McFarland didn't, you know, seem to have some decent runbacks on kickoffs at a time where we didn't even know if there were going to be any kickoffs returned uh, this season. So I already mentioned George Pickens being limited. Here's the good news for the Steelers. They had some players that were that were that you didn't know how it was going to play out. Pat Frermuth was full for the second straight day. Uh, James Daniels came back to being full. Larry Ogunjobi, who missed practice Friday, was a full participant Saturday, as well as Chuksakor for in the concussion protocol. None of them have an injury status. That means I'm pretty sure that means Chooks has to be out of the protocol, or else he has to be, or else he would have to have a status. That's that's just me going from my own memory that I'm pretty sure that's the case. But it's great to know that those guys, there's there's no issue there. So the only two that's in question for the Steelers, we already know that they're out in Deontay Johnson and Anthony McFarland. Now, let's look at the Cleveland Browns. What showed up for them on Saturday was, it's funny, they had him as not injury-related, comma, groin, but that might have been because he missed some time earlier in this week, not injury-related. Wide receiver Amari Cooper is now questionable after sustaining, re-aggravating an injury in practice on Saturday. He's questionable. Um, the Browns have two other players who are questionable. Uh, defensive tackle, uh, I can't say his right name, Ika. Um, he didn't play last week for him. He was a He's a rookie this year. And safety, um, Thornhill. For some reason, the Steelers only have first first initials, so I'm, tr- I'm struggling with getting who, who, who they are. And that's with the calf. Other than that, People were back for them practicing, but that's that's the questions that are lying there when it comes to the Browns and their injuries. Now, teams have until till four o'clock on Monday to elevate any players off the practice squad. They could do up to two, or to make any roster moves or whatever they have to do there. Could the Steelers put Deontay Johnson on IR and bring somebody else up to fifty three? They could, but. I don't know. You almost feel like they would have already done that if they're going to. Could they elevate a running back? They could. Could they elevate like a Braden Fajoko? I think they could, but last week they had Armand Watts inactive. So I don't know. It doesn't make any sense to to activate someone and then have them inactive, especially when you could do it at 4 o'clock for an 8 o'clock game. It, it really doesn't make a lot of sense unless you really have to see something pregame. So I don't know. There's a potential that the Steelers could bring up a running back, but not necessarily. So we'll have to see if there are any moves that go down at 4 o'clock uh, on Monday. Also, for the Browns, it would be interesting there to see if, if they make a move based on any of their players, which would kind of tip their hand as to what's going on with these players. Uh, so we'll just have to wait and see. Sorry that that's going to be closer to the game time, but that's just the way it works when a team is on Monday night. So 
With that, let me just talk about a couple things about this game. I know Jeff Hartman gave myself and Brian Anthony Davis a really hard time because we did not pick the Steelers to win. There's a reason I didn't pick the Steelers to win. The Steelers played a high-quality opponent last week, and they got trounced. I want the Steelers to take a step in the right direction. Now, the problem is they got beat so bad last week, a step in the right direction is simply playing better and not necessarily winning. If the Steelers would have played better against the 49ers and I'm like, and still lost, then I would have felt, oh, this week the next step is to win the game. I'm not sure they're ready to jump that far. I hope they are. That's what I'm going to be cheering for. I'm just not going to uh, uh, stake my house on it, if you know what I mean. So this is going to be a really interesting one to see. I think this is a lot more about the Steelers and what they do. I think it's, a lot of it's going to be on the Steelers' offense because to me, the biggest key, the biggest key in this game, I think, is Nick Chubb. The Steelers have to be able to slow down Nick Chubb. Every time he's got over 90 yards against the Steelers, the Browns won the game in the games that he's played. Uh, there's one game that he didn't get 90 yards and the Browns won. Uh, I think he had like 76 yards or something like that. That was the playoff game when it was all the crazy stuff happened and they were up by a ton that the Steelers just kind of handed that, that away in 2020. So that wa that wasn't really the typical game. But the typical game is if Chubb goes for that much, they win. If he doesn't, they lose. So I'm not going to be shocked if they just decide they're going to really commit to running the football, the Cleveland Browns. To me, that's what I would do if I was them. Even if they're down, I would still commit to running the football unless they're down a lot. To me, that then puts the pressure on the Steelers' offense. If the Browns get a lead and the offense can't come back to – I mean, even a three-point lead early in the game, the offense has to be able to do something early. They must be able to do something early because they either need to be even or ahead in this game to minimize the run game. Now, why is it so important to minimize the run game? Who's the Steelers' best defensive player? I don't think there's any question. It's T.J. Watt. And if you want to minimize T.J. Watt and his pass rush, the best thing you can do is not pass the ball if you don't have to. Now, are the, are the Browns really thorough enough to go through and have that as their game plan? I don't know, but they would be if they're smart. Even I mean, right, right now the biggest concern is with the rookie right tackle that's having to fill in for um, – all of a sudden I can't remember his – the, the, the name of the um, – is it Conklin or whatever it is that's out for the season now um, for the Browns, the right tackle. So they, they, they've got the, the young, huge – offensive right tackle from Ohio State, um, Jones, that's going to be starting in this game. They think they can really have the advantage with him in the run game. The question is how well can he pass protect against T.J. Watt? The answer is don't pass the ball if you don't have to. So I would come into this game if I was the Browns completely with that philosophy. It's up to the Steelers to get them out of their game. That's what the Steelers did not do last week. Mike Tomlin talked about it. They did not get the Browns off the Browns, the 49ers off their game last week. And the Steelers weren't on their game because the, the 49ers got them off their game. That's why the Steelers only had nine running plays. Yeah, they had 10 rushes, but one was a quarterback scramble. Nine plays where they lined up to run the ball. That's because the Browns, the Browns, I keep saying the Browns because that's what it is this week. That's because the 49ers last week got the Steelers off their game and imposed their will on it. The Steelers, they need to set the tone in this game. They need to determine if they need to force the Browns to have to throw the ball. 
Because honestly, I still don't, even though, oh, they won by a good bit last week, Deshaun Watson did not look great. I think him having to drop back, especially if, if Amari Cooper is not playing or question, or, or, or if he's playing but not at 100%, that's an advantage for the Steelers if they're having to pass the ball. But the only way you can have a team – have a team pass the ball is to dictate what's going on in the game in order for that to happen. So to me, that's my biggest key to this game. That's my takeaway from it. I think the Steelers defense can, can do a nice job of holding the Browns in check. The biggest question is, will the offense be able to do enough in order to let the defense play with a lead? That would be really nice for the defense to be able to do that, but uh, we'll, we'll just kind of see how it, how it all plays out. So, that's the last minute thoughts. <laughs> two days ahead, almost two days ahead of time. Um, you know, a day and a half before you actually have kickoff. Hey, enjoy some football Sunday afternoon if you like watching it when it's not the Steelers. And if you and if you're like, eh, it's not the Steelers, I don't care. Go enjoy doing something else on on a Sunday, and then be ready for that Monday night matchup in Pittsburgh to see if our beloved Steelers can can bounce back. Woo, there it is. Like I said, if there's anything huge or breaking with that 4 p.m. news on Monday, I'll come back with a quick breaking news recap. Um, but I'm I'm hoping it's just kind of everything is as it is, keeping rolling forward. And we'll see how everything all plays out in Pittsburgh on Monday night. And as I always say, to finish these out, go Steelers. This podcast is sponsored by Cloud Optimizer. As a business owner or IT manager, are your cloud investment costs going up and you don't know why? It's time for Cloud Optimizer. As you migrate your business to the cloud, what you're spending and why you're spending it can get a little hazy. But Cloud Optimizer clears up the mystery and puts the cloud to work for you. Cloud Optimizer starts by analyzing usage patterns, right-sizing resources, leveraging discounts you may not be aware of, implementing automation, and much more. And by reducing unnecessary expenses and maximizing performance, Cloud Optimizer guarantees you a savings of five times what you spend for their service. As you utilize cloud-based services more and more, you don't have to lose sight or control of your spend. You can stay agile, streamline your costs, and optimize your performance, plus save significant money with Cloud Optimizer. Make the cloud work for you with Cloud Optimizer. Get a free assessment and find out how much you can save by going to cloudoptimizer.com. Go to cloudoptimizer.com for your free assessment. That's cloudoptimizer.com.